everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here for number two in our ongoing series of draft profiles. Uh, we will be talking about Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State University today. Uh, another guy who has rumored to be a potential uh, uh, interest of the Panthers, I guess, and uh, certainly should be. We'll talk about it. Um, but there's a lot of NFL news, a lot of Panthers news, a ton of Panthers news, actually, uh, and some former Panthers news as well. So we'll go ahead and start off there. Go ahead, Jerry. All right. In the past week, a slew of hiring of head coaches has happened. So let me kind of run down these. Let me know your quick thoughts. Jacksonville Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. Kind of shocking from the college coaches. Yeah, uh, he wasn't really... Um, oh, did you want me to wait until... Yeah, go okay. ahead. Speak. I was going to say, he, he wasn't like rumored to be in the mix for any of these jobs until very recently. And not a See, bad spot different. for him to end up, I think. As soon as Jacksonville hired or fired their old coach, Doug Marone, I heard Urban Meyer already had the job in the bag that he just had to agree to do it because it was more convincing on the Jaguars' side than Urban Meyer. I guess what I mean is I I didn't think that he would consider any jobs because, you know, he's he's quit now twice for health-related reasons, and I just thought – Thought he was probably health, done. Health-related yeah. reasons. Yeah. I mean, the second time he got kind of chased out due to some, I guess one of his offensive coaches was abusing his, their wife. Yeah, and that's right. Under the rug. Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. Interesting hire for Jacksonville. I mean, it's a good spot for him. They got a ton of cap room. They got the number one pick. It's hard to go into a, a situation much better than that. You don't have to call it a number one pick. You can just call it Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah. Let's let's be real. Yeah. True. <laughs> All right. Moving on. The New York Jets hired former 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Salea. Uh, this guy was rumored to get a head coaching job last year, didn't mm. Uh Big name. Yeah. Yeah. Good defenses out in 49ers land. Not surprising. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 49ers coach uh, is an offensive coach, so Salah's pretty much been in charge of the defense there for a while and has done a great job. It was only a matter of time. And it was way better than Adam Gase. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any way he could be worse than Adam Gase. They should have hired him last year. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly. <laughs> this feels like a year too yeah. late. The Los Angeles Char- Chargers hired former Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley. After one year on the job, one year as defensive coordinator and goes to the Chargers. He even tried to bring along the offensive coordinator for the Rams, and they told him no. <laughs> At least he doesn't have to move. <laughs> I felt a lot like Steve Wilkes getting the Cardinals job after one season of defensive coordinator for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out for him. I mean, supposedly the the players love the guy, and yeah. they say he has the, just a great head on his shoulders. But I agree. I think this could be a little too soon. I don't. I'm not afraid of hiring coaches quick but one year well and by the way steve wilkes just got the job as a defensive coordinator for mizzou college missouri Hmm. so quite a fall for him from nfl head coach to defensive coordinator of college and not even a great school no it was kind of shocking 
he didn't come back, especially with Ron Rivera going to Washington last yeah. year. You're kind of, I mean, he had some connections that. Yeah, he could have done something for that team. Yeah. Moving on. <clears throat> the Atlanta Falcons hired former Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. I don't know how I feel about this. I was not the biggest fan of the way the Titans play football, but they did win, it seems. But a lot of that has to deal with Derrick Henry, in my opinion, just being a freakish running back that can bulldoze people over. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about this one either. Um, I think the Titans have very good offensive players. They got a lot out mm-hmm. of Tannehill, who oh, know, yeah. was a seemed like a – a bust in Miami and did very, has but done he, very well in Tennessee. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to feel about that one either. I mean, I know you don't, you're not a big on the Titans. You didn't really want to talk about, uh, or you didn't really weren't high on their GM candidate that the mm-hmm. Pan, that Panthers, um, interviewed. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't excite me if I'm a Falcons fan as a Panthers fan. It doesn't scare me particularly yeah so good for them i guess <laughs> yeah and it makes you wonder what they're gonna do with matt ryan i mean yeah do you think arthur smith's gonna be that guy that ke- wants to blow everything up or not i don't know Well, they've got the fourth pick right so mm-hmm. i mean they're gonna have options yeah uh the detroit lions hired saints former assistant head coach dan campbell i'm so um, glad that dan campbell is a head coach again <laughs> Mr. PC principal himself. Uh he's he's a little wild one, man. He's crazy. I remember whenever he uh was the interim head coach at for the Dolphins, he was he was a wild one. Never been a coordinator though. Always been like a tight ends coach, assistant head coach, but never an official coordinator. Yeah, um speaking of him being crazy, I saw a video of him today in I guess his introductory press conference with the Lions talking about and this this is almost an exact quote. Uh, we're going to get knocked down. We're going to get up. We're going to knock them down. They're going to knock us down again. It's going to take two times for them to knock us down. Then I'm, we're going to get up. We're going to take a kneecap with us. Then you get down. We're going to bite the other kneecap off. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, but you never know. As long as he could be that guy that kind of deviates, you know, yeah. you know what they need to do. I mean, that's – and keep everybody in line and stuff. He could do it. It's another – He did make – he did make the Dolphins better when he took over. I forget who he took over for, but I remember yeah, I thinking, remember man, either. he has a chance to actually win, keep the job. Well, he went, oh gosh, five and seven or something, or yeah, something like that. Oh, didn't have a great record, but that wasn't a very good team. Um, yeah. yeah, he he's another one that like I didn't hear his name out there as mm-hmm. in terms of like a hot hire. So interesting. Yeah, and here's another one that I had. No clue. Yeah. Eagles hired Colts offensive coordinator Nick Serini. Yeah. This is another one. I feel very similar to the Titans, the Arthur Smith hire for the uh, Falcons on this one. Like, mm-hmm. the Colts had a pretty good offense. Um, They don't – I mean, T.Y. Hilton went way downhill. I don't know if that was health-related or what with him, but um, they don't have, like, any – anybody on that team that like jumps out of the page as a superstar on the offense, but they were putting up points and they were competitive in every game. So 
I don't know. I, I mean, to me, and we've talked about all the hires. The only one that hasn't hired one now is, are the Texans. Um, and Bienemy. Bienemy. Yeah, that's what I want so, to talk I, about. Like, why is he not? Why? Why did he not get one of these jobs? I don't know. I mean, not to knock Dan Campbell, Nick Serini, Brandon Staley, Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith, but. <laughs> Like Robert Saleh and Urban Meyer, I get. Yeah, those two are pretty. But the rest of these, yeah, I are is Bienemy like oh that bad of a interview? Maybe he's just a terrible interview. I don't know, but he's. I mean, or maybe he's got some of the you know it's not really his offense. It's Andy Reid's offense, and he's just kind of there. I mean, maybe there's some perception of that. I don't think that's the case. I like Eric Bienemy, and I was a hundred percent certain he was going to get a job. Yeah, I was a hundred percent certain. Maybe he'll get the Texans job, but well, now that you know Deshaun Watson forced him to yeah. interview him. Yeah, I mean, sh- I don't know. All right, maybe one day we'll hear something as to why he's not getting any of these jobs. Now, speaking of the Colts from Nick Serini, they won't have him, and they also won't have Philip Rivers as he has retired. To the nice, luxurious, relaxing, dealing with his 20,000 kids <laughs> at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I texted somebody and I said, you know, uh, I bet Philip Rivers is going to unretire after about three weeks at home <laughs> with those nine kids or however many. He's eight or nine kids. I don't know how many. but I, I think it's actually Tim, but oh yeah, it, it's up there. And then he texted me back. He said, you know what? I bet Philip Rivers is the best possible dad you could have. It's like, you know what? You're probably right. Like he's probably yeah. a great dad. He's probably gonna love it. Good, you know. Congratulations <laughs> to him. Is he? He's a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, he's got the numbers. No. I don't think so. He's like fifth all time in passing yards. How do you keep he's somebody like? Yeah. How do you keep? I mean, he played. What was it? Seventeen, eighteen years. He barely missed any games. I I would put him on the fringe then. Yeah, he did. He never made it to a Super Bowl. Um. Yeah. But I mean, he's got no, he's got he the numbers. He didn't win many playoffs games. He didn't win many playoffs yeah. games. Not probably not really his fault. He never really had the team around him. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard the debate. It seems like most people think that he will get in. Hmm. Um, but he doesn't feel like a Hall of Famer to me. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I was like, no. Seems like like a really good player, but just doesn't have the hardware, I guess. Now, the NFL has already declared that the NFL scouting combine will be canceled this year. Mm-hmm. All field workouts will be done at the the players' pro days. Um, all interviews will be Skype, Zoom, remote. It, I'm kind of shocked, but I'm kind of not. Because last year they went forward with this, even though everything was up in the air with the combine. Yeah, so pretty early. And maybe it's be- in the COVID process last year. Mm-hmm. I guess people still didn't know what was going on, yeah. but now they're just they're pulling the plug early. It'll be very interesting because players like Makai Parsons didn't play this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Lance didn't play this year, so mm-hmm. they're not going to get two views of them. They're only going to get one. It could hurt or help a couple players. Yeah, I think this it's gonna be this draft is gonna be filled with busts and filled with uh, mm-hmm. people that should have been drafted higher, like late round home runs. 
because we just don't know. I don't think. Yeah. You're going on tape. A lot of these guys taped. It's like a year and a half old now. And yeah. you just don't know. There's not a long, you know, film history of a lot of these guys. In Trey Lance's, you know, uh, case, you've got one year, essentially, yeah. of tape. And you know, Parsons, I think you got two years at least. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be real interesting to see. If this isn't surprising at all. Uh, I think most people expected this. At least they've got some time to sort of figure out the logistics. And hopefully you schedule some of these pro days of the, the big guys on different days so you're not splitting your staff and, you know, your coach and GM can – get a good look at these guys at least the panthers have a high draft pick so they can focus on a few guys and not have to you know if you're picking 15th or something then you're spreading yourself pretty thin yeah i it's going to be very difficult for every team yeah it's just like you said there's some players that haven't played in a year i mean some players only played five six games this year yeah i mean yeah I mean, that's the thing is like, you just, you have no idea. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of busts in the first round this year. I feel like more than usual. Hopefully not by the Panthers. (laughs) And our last little bit of NFL news, the Washington football team hired former Panthers general manager, Marty Herney to unspecified role at this point. It's just going to be higher in the front office. Not surprised. Uh, I thought the Panthers may have moved him into an unspecified role in the front office here, but instead Ron Rivera took him whenever we let him go. Yeah, and and it was probably the right move, right, just to cut ties Mm -hmm. completely. But Martin Mayhew has been reported just about an hour ago that he is the new Washington GM, Uh, and then Marty Herney is going to be. So one Marty is the GM, and the other Marty is going to be, you know, probably president of football operations, something like that, you know, so... Um, and I'm assuming Mayhew will probably use him as guidance. That That's yeah. what I would assume would probably happen. Yeah, I mean, you could put Marty Herney on some of the things that he's really good at, which is finding a first-round draft pick, and then just everything else leave to the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now let's get into some Panthers news. Panthers news. The Panthers offered former Washington quarterback Dwayne Haskins a future reserved contract, but he said no. He decided he went ahead and signed a full offer to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can't blame him. It's a full offer. But I like the offer that the Panthers offered him. Because yeah. that's kind of what I would want to give him. Something yep. low, low risk. If you want to come here, we could try to coach you up and you have a chance eventually. Yep. He didn't want to take it. He took the guaranteed. I can't blame him. But Sure. I mean, they were looking at Haskins the way that I was hoping that they were going to look at Haskins, which is mm-hmm. camp body, bring him in, see if you you know find some gold there. And if not, then you get rid of him. And that's the, apparently what they were thinking. So. All right. The Panthers also hired Sean Ryan as a team's quarterback coach. Yeah, his name... Uh, was batted around a little bit as a potential offensive coordinator replacement for Joe Brady if if he ended up leaving. Um, He's worked with Deshaun Watson at the Texans, Uh, went to Detroit, and of course worked with Stafford last year. Uh, He and Matt Rule were on the same coaching staff with the Giants back in 2012, so uh, he's familiar with them. Sean Ryan is a pretty well-respected guy, and uh, you know he's been a QB coach for the la- for two teams before, so bringing him in isn't 
you know, that's not above his skill level or anything and gives him an opportunity to be maybe groomed for the OC of the future for the Panthers. Yeah, and that's what I like about it too. Just the simple fact that we have somebody, in case Joe Brady gets a job next year, we can just bump up, we yeah. can, you know, already know the players, already know the situation, and just move on. Yep. I like I like the hire a lot. Yep. And it's over. It's over, it's over, it's over. The general manager job has been filled. After his extensive search, David Tepper hired Scott Fitterer from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he was hired as an area scout all the way back in 2001 by the Seattle Seahawks and worked his way up to vice president of football operations. Uh, great talent evaluator, everybody's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's what I like most about this because he can go out there, he can tell Matt Rule what the guys are good at, what they're not, and Matt Rule can make the decision because I think that's how it's going to work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and t- David Tepper had a uh, video out on the Panthers website today that I watched a little bit before this and um, said that, he was known around the world as a great talent evaluator. So that's great. (laughs) Worldwide, he's known as a great talent evaluator. Um, But yeah, he said that he thinks he's going to be a great fitterer with the organization, uh, which is good. And uh, did you see what I did there? Little little joke. Um, But yeah, he's talked very uh, highly about him. And fitterer, I believe, was a former quarterback and says that he looks at the game from a quarterback's perspective and that you have to get the quarterback right. You have to get the quarterback. And Tepper, in his video today, said basically the same thing. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. If you have the quote, go ahead. I don't have the exact quote, but he was like, yeah, you know, they, they, they're they continuous winners. He was talking about Seattle. Yeah. Sea oh, yeah. And he was right. like, and he's like, you know, they won a Super Bowl and they're constantly in the playoffs. He goes, well, it helps when they have a good quarterback. Yeah, Something like that. That's right. And it was just like, that. oh. I know. I kind of cringed a little bit. I was like, oh, poor Teddy, man. I hope you're not watching this, Teddy. Uh, but he did say, Fitter basically said that, you know, it's gonna, this important offseason is going to be extremely important for Teddy um, to, you know, need consistency out of the position. The things that we've been saying all year long and, and that all Panthers fans have been begging for, you know, is consistency at the position and a guy that can lead you to a Super Bowl. And if they don't think Teddy's going to be it, then we're going to see here pretty soon within the next couple months uh, yeah. at the draft, what they think of Teddy. Yeah. I don't, I don't see us trading for Deshaun Watson. I mean, if they can great. Hey, it'd be a nice it. first move for Fitterer. If that's, if that's what he does. You know, yeah. if he decides uh, to to, I saw somebody say that you're gonna mortgage your draft future for three years to bring in Deshaun Watson. Well, no, you're not. You know, you're gonna give up a couple first round picks, and that's pretty much it. Which is a lot. I mean, Don't I'm not lying. It's a lot. But I mean, but the draft is more than a first round pick. Yeah, exactly. We got Jeremy Chin in the second round. Exactly. There's plenty of good players, and especially this year, you're gonna be able to find some of those guys that other teams are going to pass on because they don't have the tape. So if, you know, a guy like Fitterer, who is a great talent evaluator, hopefully is going to be uh, to identify some of those guys in the later rounds 
and hit you know hit some diamond in the rough here. I mean, that's what we're hoping. Yeah, that's. I think that's why he was hired. Honestly, I do too. I mean, I, I think what it's going to be in again going back to that video, Temper was talking about how they in Seattle they have kind of a level uh, communication for picking players. In that it wasn't just Pete Carroll, wasn't right. Schneider, you know, it the was flow of information multi- that he was talking Correct. about. Yep. Everybody, so. everybody's in on it. Yeah, um, I like I, I like the hire. Uh, he was late in the process in terms of the interview process, and Tepper, you know, they hired fifth. they interviewed fifteen people for this position, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people to hire, and Fitterer was late in the process. And it was sort of like Matt Rule, I think, when Fitterer ran across him in the process. He was like, "All right, this is my guy. Let's make let's make it happen." So he was just waiting to find his guy. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I think he found him, and I'm glad. I like to hire. I I don't like the Seahawks, but I mean, hey, he's not a Seahawk. He he came from a good organization. It's hard for me to talk good about them, but I mean, if you're gonna steal from somebody, then that's that's one of the four or five teams in the league that you want to steal from. I think. I agree. They seem to do it the right way. All right, I think we're gonna take a quick, short break and be right back with our Mackay Parsons preview. Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. I recently bought two Fanatics pieces of apparel, Jerry. Neither one of them were Panthers, by the way. First one, Luka Doncic. I just love that guy. I bought a t-shirt. Dallas Mavericks t-shirt, Luka Doncic. Number two, a Charlotte FC t-shirt. Charlotte Football Club. Yeah. So I'm ready. I'm ready to get going. Fanatics, great stuff. If you enjoy our show and you are looking to buy a new Panthers jersey, sweatshirt, or hat, or even a Charlotte FC t-shirt, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and getting 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. Fanatics, officially licensed everything. And we are back. Now we're going to go over Makai Parsons' draft profile. Now, starting off, he measures in at 6'3", 245 pounds. He's a junior out of Penn State. Uh, He played running back and defensive end in high school and was a five-star recruit and seventh overall player in the 2018 class coming out of high school. So he has some talent, guys. Mm. Unsurprisingly, he had multiple offers from top-tier schools, but ultimately decided to stay close to home and go to Penn State. Once there, he moved. they moved him to the middle linebacker to take advantage of his explosiveness and became a contributor right away as a true freshman. He only started one game as a true freshman, but his sophomore season, he took over. He started every game, and he just became the leader of the defense and was named Big Ten Linebacker of the Year. Uh, heading into 2020 season, he decided to opt out due to COVID. Uh, he has a two-year-old son and said that he didn't want to endanger his draft stock or his son. And I completely understand Smart. that. Yeah. He, knew, he knew he was a top-tier linebacker coming out and was going to get drafted in the first round. And if you got COVID, if he got hurt, you know, there's his son's future. And I, I can't blame him that for that. 
Yeah, I don't blame at all. I don't blame any of these guys, especially these guys that were, you know, top picks mm-hmm. or, you know, said they were going to be top picks. Just bowing out this year. I don't blame it at all. It's a smart business decision. Now, I hope on his pro day, because they're not doing a combine anymore, he does come in shape. I mean, that that's a big thing is that yeah. he's had a year off. You want to make sure he comes in shape. And from everything I read about this guy, he's he's that type of player that he wants to come in shape. He's going to be ready. Yeah, I, that's that's going to be the thing. Is And I think that's going to say a lot about him if he does come in in shape, looks like he's ready to go, looks like he's been playing for the whole year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a real positive for him coming into his pro day, I guess, since he's not going to have a – he's not going to a combine. Um. But yeah, let's. I mean, let's just look at his stats and, and let's focus on the the year that he started. You know, um, as a sophomore, 109 total tackles, five sacks, four forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, five pass defenses. I mean, I don't know if you want to get into player comparisons here just yet, but it feels a little bit like Luke Keekley to me. <laughs> you know, it's funny as I, I was going through comparisons when I was doing some research on Mike Parsons and Luke, his ceiling was Luke Keekley yeah. every time. It, yeah. it was like, does, he can be that, but to be that, you have to be more just than a physical specimen. Uh, one thing he really needs to improve on is his coverage skill. And Luke coming out of college had the same issue, Yeah, you know, yeah. and he became one of the best cover linebackers out there by the time he retired. Exactly. And they're, I mean, they're almost the exact same size. I mean, Luke Keekley was 6'3", about 240. So, I mean, they're they're pretty much the exact same size. They've mm-hmm. got the same measurables. Um, Kai Parsons is a very smart player. Has the, the sideline to sideline speed that you always heard, you know, we all saw with Luke Keekley. Just oh, yeah. Uh, great instincts. I mean, it's going to be, this would be a great pick for the Panthers and a, a badly needed position. Yeah, and, and he's versatile too. A uh, big thing is, remember when Luke came in, we had John, or the Panthers had John Beeson, mm-hmm. and he played outside linebacker until John Beeson got hurt, and then he took over that middle, and then he was just better than John Beeson in the middle, and you couldn't let him go. Yeah. I mean, you could use him in that type of role too, but I, I don't see Shaq having that middle linebacker locked down. No, I think Shaq could move to outside linebacker and. And probably be better. Do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get somebody like Makai Parsons. And, and you know, another – we're going over the pros, of course. Another pro with Makai Parsons is he played that defensive end spot in high school. And he was really good at it. And he's just extremely explosive. He gets a lot of – he can get sacks. I mean, he can get sacks at the linebacker position, which is great. Um, so he's got that pass rushing quality that – the Panthers desperately need in the defense that you know we got a couple of guys that are pretty good at it, but adding somebody like Makai Parsons would change the defense. Uh, yeah, you think about that third down and long. You can either drop him back in coverage, and hopefully he does get better in that, or you can send him on a blitz, and he has that explosiveness and that pass rushing ability to him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Real quick, let's look at the cons. You know, like you said, he needs to improve in coverage, um, and I think that's, 
you know, that is a con, of course. I mean, if he was a great coverage linebacker, he'd probably be like the number one pick or something. Or, or in a normal yeah. season, he'd be the number one pick. Um, I think that's fairly common, especially in linebackers and, and non-corners, essentially, coming out of the college. Uh, needs to be a more assertive tackler. Tell me what you mean by that. Uh, assertive tackler, you know, when he sees the guy, sometimes he doesn't run up and tackle him. Sometimes he just kind of lets back and kind of lets them come to him. Mm-hmm. He needs to, especially in the run game, he needs to see the hole and attack it. And this is not every time. And this is not, again, we're talking about little bits. Yeah. Not, not every time. And just, you know, get that little bit of feel. And he's young. Yeah. Again, he's only played linebacker two years. Uh, first year, he didn't start. He he played a lot. Don't mm-hmm. get that mistaken. He wasn't Trey Lance where he didn't play at all. But he's only played been a linebacker for two years. I think he just needs a little bit more time to get better at the coverage and to maybe feel better about what he's seeing and jumping on it. Even though he has the instincts, just get making sure he knows he has it. Yeah, it would have been nice to have seen him play this year because you you hope to see these guys improve every year, and that might have been something mm-hmm. that that he would have worked on for this season. Um, and that's unfortunately something that we saw a lot with the Panthers this year was, you know, poor tackling or not yep. assertive tackling. So I'm I very much hope that you know this year with Phil Snow in his second year having a full off season that that's something that they can work on. And if you've got a guy like Makai Parsons who just is a, an extremely talented, great athlete, great size, use that size and it, yeah. you know that spreads out to the entire defense. Everybody, you know, we saw how Luke Keekley changed the defense when he came in, right? Completely oh, yeah. changed it. They were a top I mean, 10 defense almost his entire career here until really the last year or so. You know, I mean, just think about that Thanksgiving game against Dallas. Yeah. He won that game. Yeah. He, he literally won that. He took over that game and won it. It's funny that you mentioned that game because I think Makai Parsons, in the last game that he played, the Cotton Bowl, he had a Luke Keekley type performance in the Cotton Bowl. He had 14 tackles. He had two sacks, two forced fumbles, two pass defenses. And he, he was named the player of the game. He was or player of the Cotton Bowl, I guess. Uh, and just completely dominated that game and that to me if that's that's the last game that he played in college what a way to end it i mean no wonder he didn't want to play in 2020 <laughs> like that's the taste in, the, in that you're leaving in everybody's mouth yeah i mean the only way it would have been better is if he won the national championship off that game right yeah yeah <laughs> like done mic yeah. drop yep but uh yeah i mean uh, let's talk about it. like Will this pan? Will this player fall to the Panthers at number eight? That's a question. I don't think he does. No. I think someone jumps up above us, or I think he someone just grabs him. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some mocks, and and I, unfortunately, just right now, I'm basing a lot of my predictions of this particular question on mocks. It seems like he's going anywhere between five and ten. Um, yeah. So I think there's a chance that he falls to the Panthers at eight, but maybe like a 40% chance or something, just not a, not a super high chance. Yeah. And my thing with the mocks is every time they mock way too many quarterbacks way too early. Yeah. And it doesn't typically fall that way. I saw a mock the other day that had five quarterbacks in the top 10. Exactly. And then another one in the top 20. (laughs) Like they had six quarterbacks in the top 20. 
Uh, the mockers like to say, oh, this team needs a quarterback. They're going to jump and go. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. So I think someone's going to see Mikey Parsons out there and, and see what we're seeing. Yeah. Oh, he he could lead our defense in the future to be a stud level, and they'll grab him there. Yeah, I mean, look at like the Jets. Sala mm-hmm. as the new coach, defensive guy. Uh, yeah, if, that's if a good not, point. Yeah, if they're not taking a quarterback, that's the guy maybe for them. The Chargers, are the Chargers ahead of us, or are they one behind us? Oh, you have to ask me. That. I think they're right that's around us. Like they could easily just trade up if they need to, but they've got a defensive guy as their head coach now too. Um, Falcons are an offensive guy, so it doesn't necessarily mean they're not taking offense, but um, you know they they have other needs as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think it's a question. If he falls to eight, um, does this player fit the current roster? Hell yes. yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Now, these are the questions we are asking every. Yes, of yeah. course he does. It'll be, I think it would be a very interesting pick with him to see what they do with Jeremy Chin and Jermaine Carter then. Mm-hmm. Shaq's got that starting role. And then do you just go ahead and leave Chin out there and kind of float him around? kind of like you do, and just put Jermaine Carter. Because Jermaine Carter had a really good end of the season where you kind of feel like he could build on it. Yeah, I mean, I would – Kai Parsons is like – Oh, yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Mikai Parsons. Carter could be good depth, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chen, I mean, Chen's the guy that you put anywhere, right? I mean, we saw his versatility – and I think the Panthers back to that. Yeah, the Panthers eventually want side linebacker exactly safety. Yep, the Panthers have said they eventually want him to be a safety. So that you know that could be a another reason to draft this guy as you shore up that linebacker role and Chin doesn't have to play there. Yeah. Um, would you be excited to draft this player? We don't cuss. We try not to cuss that much on the show, but <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like we've said, he is a game changer. And the Panthers' mm-hmm. defense was not good last year. It wasn't as bad as we feared, and it got better throughout the year. But it wasn't good. But could you imagine Makai Parsons running around behind Derek Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Burns, having Shaq and Jeremy Chin run Man, around with him? That like- that. It puts a smile on my face. Like, it's exciting like, to think about. And then you would just have to worry about the quarter situation and safety. But that's a Panthers defense <laughs> just in general, always. Yeah. yeah. And that front seven, we've seen. If that front seven <laughs> is strong, then the secondary doesn't look as bad. I mean, it, you know, if you're getting pressure on the quarterback, then the safeties and the corners don't have to do that much. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, guys, we know. We need a quarterback, right? We need a and quarterback. And I'll put it this way. Uh, if a quarterback's out there and Makai Parsons out there and they pick Makai Parsons, my thought is they didn't believe in that quarterback. I am 100% in in Parsons. Absolutely. Because if Makai Parsons does fall, then Mac Jones probably still going to be there. Trey Lance possibly still going to be there. I mean, and if they take Makai Parsons, then that just means that they were – much higher on Makai Parsons. And I think Makai Parsons, in comparison to those guys, is a much more can't-miss type player, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy that you can plug in right away, and he's going to produce. With yeah, Trey I Lance, understand. you might have a high ceiling, 
but you don't know, you know, where he's going to end up. His his floor is also way lower. I exactly. feel like I feel that Mackay Parsons' floor is a solid starting linebacker in the league. Yeah, and his I ceiling mean, is Luke Keekley. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how great would that be? I mean, <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, this right. team has always had great line, middle linebackers. Dan Morgan, John Beeson was really good until yeah. some of injuries, and yeah. then Luke Keekley. And Luke Keekley came in, and and now we're looking for the next one. So yep. I'd be I'd be extremely excited if he falls to us, and the Panthers decide to go that route. Because we've got Teddy for another year, right? You put Teddy with a great defense, shore up, a couple, shore, shore up the offensive line a little bit, and that's a good team. And there's a couple you know, decent quarterbacks that need some refinement. Mm-hmm. I know on YouTube they brought up Jamie Newman. I mm-hmm. mean, if, a guy like that in the third or fourth round you can grab. And Matt Rule's going to coach him at, at the scouting – or not scouting, the college senior bowl, so – Exactly. I think Mac Jones also going to be at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he is. Um, so that's good. But yeah, I mean, you know, don't forget that Fitter was part of the organization that found Russell Wilson in the third round. I mean, we liked Russell Wilson coming out of college. Mm-hmm. We were hoping the Panthers would draft him as Cam's backup, mm-hmm. you know, in the fourth round is what we were hoping. Uh, but the Seahawks jumped on him and got him in the third, and the rest is history. So you can find those guys. They're there. Not every year, but they're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's take a look at our big board, unless you have anything else to say. Nope, I'm okay. good. Let's take a look at the big board. Uh, right now, we only have one player on it. It's Trey Lance. He's sitting at number one. Does Makai Parsons bump Trey Lance down the Meow Mix podcast big board? This is very difficult for me. Because... Again, if if they like him, I want Trey Lance. Yeah. But if they don't trust him, they don't like him that much, no. So I'm going to go Bakai Parsons over him. I, I'm i going to agree with you. Uh, in terms of if we're just ranking best player available, yeah. then I think I would go Makai Parsons over Trey Lance. Um, I'd be extremely happy if they drafted Trey Lance because, to me, that means that they're confident in him and – that makes me feel good about it. So yeah, uh, can't miss if those are the two guys. Can't miss in my opinion. So, but yeah, uh, Makai Parsons moves to number one on the big board. Trey Lance drops down to number two. I think that's gonna do it, Jerry. I do too. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions for players at the Panthers could pick at number eight, send us in to, again, mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on their show. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll figure out who that next person is going to be. Maybe we'll do a Twitter Justin poll. Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is next week? He came in okay. second. Okay. So we'll do him next. Talk Justin Fields next week. Uh, quarterback, Ohio State. That should be an interesting conversation. Um, until then, everybody stay safe out there. We'll be back next week and keep pounding. Wow, wow.